turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Monday edition. We had some laughs at the end of last hour. If you missed it or any part of tonight's show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We had some laughs at the expense of a certain presidential primary candidate and his missus. <laughs> we also had a great discussion with Dr. Shay Bradley Farrell about Zelensky. She was uh, worked with President Trump on foreign policy. She's an actual national security expert. And uh, she says that there's no national interest for us with Ukraine. So uh, interesting conversation with her, as well as uh, her book about Hungary and how they kicked communism to the curb. But we are moving on into another hour with new topics. And joining us in a moment is, you know who always comes on Mondays. It's Mondays with Maloney. But before we bring in so you can him in so you can eat your fresh Maloney sandwich, we've got to keep this side dish always on your plate. It is the one and only DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame. Broccolini. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday, otherwise known as the eve of Taco Tuesday. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Indeed. <laughs> All right. So I've got to bring in the aforementioned Brian Maloney of Red Wave America for Mondays with Maloney. Hello, my dear. Hey, well, at least you have good tacos in your town. <laughs> this is true. You guys try to you guys eat, eat these things called lobster rolls, which are really just um, a makeshift, you know, white bread taco. In my opinion, <laughs> full of yeah, they're like forty dollars. You know, you yes. walk up to a little hut and they're like forty dollars. But yes. I think it's um, mostly tourists doing that. I really do. So hat tip if you're in uh, the Northeast in New England, just go to go to Taco Bell on Tuesdays, save yourself <laughs> some money and save, save your palate. <laughs> um, OK, so speaking of whole of yummy hilarity. OK, did you see I gave a little pop quiz to the listeners. I said at the end of last hour. What presidential primary candidates misses invited people outside of the state of Iowa to hop on buses to go into Iowa to vote in the Iowa caucuses and had to be reprimanded by the <laughs> Iowa GOP. I'm um, hmm. Maloney. You have an hmm. answer to this trick question. <laughs> well, I think we can narrow that one down to a couple here. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I mean, if you're that desperate. Um, you know, if you're at that point, I mean, it's time to drop out. 
And yes, of course, see... by the way, we're talking yeah. about Ron DeSantis. Oh, right, those... right, right. I thought that was just an aside. Okay. It right, should have right. been clear. Yeah. I, I mean, okay. I did tease it out last hour by saying that his heels are higher than hers. They're just hidden. And then um, that's actually true. Yes. Um, here's what the Iowa GOP had to come out and say after she w- – and by the way, he did not correct her. In the interview, as she's sitting there, he's looking like – you know, um, he can't speak up against his mama and what his mama's saying. I mean, he's like completely wimped out next to her. And she's saying, you don't have to be a resident of Iowa. You know, it, we let's load up those buses and go to Iowa. And he's sitting there saying nothing, looking all sheepish and henpecked. So the Iowa GOP comes out and says, remember, you must be a legal resident of Iowa and the precinct you live in and bring photo ID with you to participate in the Iowa caucus. <laughs> well, I, I imagine, I mean, you know, you've got a candidate who number one isn't saying anything uh about voter fraud and and he's got a wife that's encouraging it while he blinks and winks and nods or whatever he's doing uh and you know there just simply isn't any reason for him to still be in the race and he's not a vp contender he's got he's lost popularity at home i mean these guys are running out of uh gas here quick and Ronna, Romney McDaniel almost pulled a fast one last week and ordered two more GOP primary debates to be held on CNN before apparently changing that uh, and all of a sudden saying we're not going to have any more. But I mean, CNN even went as far as announcing that they were going to hold two more. Uh, and I, I mean, I was screaming all over social media about this. So I yeah. mean, the only reason why you keep bending all the rules you know, is so that Ron DeSantis somehow closes a, what, 30-point? No, it's like a 40-point gap. Uh, he's barely in second place, barely, by, like, what, one point? Um, in some polls, know, this, he's behind Nikki Haley. Yeah, in behind Nikki Haley. And I've never met a Nikki Haley voter in my life, have you? Or no. a Nikki Haley supporter? Or, no. or someone who likes Nikki Haley, have you? Well, Liz Wheeler, when, I, you know, she was still doing Tipping Point at OAN, um, was just in, madly in love with Nikki Haley. And I couldn't understand it because Liz Wheeler is one of the smartest people I know. Um, but there's I think she, Nikki Haley was when she was at the U.N. was for young conservative women what Hillary Clinton was to young Democrat women. And it's well, yeah. and, and because the young conservative women are a little too already in do- even even though they're conservative they're still a little too much into this whole gender thing me yeah and I a lot of them are pro-abortion too a lot of them yeah. unfortunately are you know yeah. but the thing but also those here's the other thing nikki haley hadn't really outlined a lot of her positions until a week or two ago where we all but heard the truth uh, about her left-wing agenda that she might as well just be a, a Nancy Pelosi Democrat because there's really no difference. Right. Well, I actually saw and was speaking out, which is why I was surprised Liz Wheeler didn't notice it as well. But again, I think she was blinded. Or maybe when she, when Nikki Haley was governor of South Carolina, she wasn't paying attention. But after that, and I've talked about this many times, after the shooting, the Dylan Roof shooting in a church, it was Nikki Haley who was like the OG of tearing down statues. And that really was a key moment in which she aided the left 
in the cultural Marxist movement. Remember that resulted in Dukes of Hazard not being allowed to be played on TV anywhere because she took down the Confederate flag. She literally allowed the narrative to be about traditional America, to be about, uh, you know, w- and, and why we had to take down symbols, which was so stupid, you know, and, and anyway, um, she is now what, whether anybody overlooked what was going on, there should be no, um, nobody questioning how bad she is. But even after the disastrous debate last week, she was still going, she's still out on the media. She was on, um, some GMA three, I guess that's the third hour of, you know, um, she's the, of good morning America. Right. She Who would is, know, right? <laughs> she's, she's the, what's that? Who would know unless you're stuck in a doctor's office? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, she is the uniparty candidate, which is why I believe GMA had her on, kissing up to her, had some young dopey chick interviewing her. And I want Sesame to play this clip for you um, because, of course, this is her answer as to whether or not uh, Trump is, quote, fit for office. Sesame, if you can play the clip. Donald Trump today in 2023 is fit to be president. It's not about fitness. I think he's fit to be president. It's should he be president. I don't think he should be president. You know, I thought he was the right president at the right time. I agreed with a lot of his policies. The problem is, you see, our country is in disarray. Our world is on fire. And you can't defeat Democrat chaos with Republican chaos. And Donald Trump brings us chaos. So it's not about being fit. It's just I don't think he's the right person to be president. That's such a key. The reason why I wanted to play this, uh, and I know you're going to have an additional spin on this, Brian Maloney, um, but this whole thing about Trump being the chaos candidate, there's nobody right now talking about Trump in chaos. No, this is so what the, they're the, trying to yeah. put that in the front of our minds because they're trying to uh, they want us to hearken back to the good old days where the uniparty system was control over us. They covered, they uh, lied. We didn't know anything about the truth that was going on. We were ignorant as to the truth of how the government and both parties were completely screwing us over. And they're trying to lull us back into complacency with this false narrative of chaos. Your thoughts? Well, that's exactly right. I used to call people like her, uh, you know, rhinos or moderates or whatever, you know. Now I call them infiltrators uh, and saboteurs because I think someone like Nikki Haley is in the GOP for the sole reason. And there are a whole bunch of people just like her to destroy the party from within. And they've almost completed the, the task at this point. Uh, but when you, if they've got talking points that the RNC cooked up, to call Trump uh, spreading chaos. The chaos is not spread by him. Uh, the chaos exists because the swamp you know, is in a yes. state of chaos and fear when he has power because there is, he's a threat to them. And that's, that's where yes. the chaos is. So they're interpreting it uh, backwards because, yeah, I mean, he's a threat to them. He doesn't bring any chaos. In fact, I I think actually Trump has been way too quiet lately, way, way, way too quiet. Um, Every single day, I think I've got a list of talking points that I wish I could uh, put into Trump's mind, get him talking about things. There's no chaos there. If anything, it's just too calm. Right. They want us to see they and they know the truth. 
They know that what Trump, but Trump was, how do I say this? Trump was elected to be a disruptor. They know the voters want disruption. They want the chaos that comes from the messy that it, that is involved in routing out the deep state. So they're trying to make us think that that's a bad thing when we know it's a good thing. We and well, so you're yeah. right. Trump needs to be addressing the fact that disruption. Jesus ripped, knocked that table over. He flipped a table over. They it's and it's kind of like another analogy you can use is somebody said the absence of war is not necessarily peace. Right, right, exactly. And you know, I'm really concerned because, and I think more broadly, uh, there's a distraction campaign going on right now among people who claim to be on the right who I think are trying to distract us away from focusing on Trump, getting him elected again, focusing on candidates, getting them elected, uh, and getting us into weird little rabbit holes and weird things. So I think we're being played uh, from multiple angles here. I think there's a you know psychological operation here, a psyop going on, on multiple fronts, trying to keep the focus away from us being effective in November. We have less than a year before this election. I try to get people talking about issues, campaigns and elections, and it's a nightmare, you know, but yeah, but there's this podcast with these figures on it that isn't this interesting. It's like, well, how does that get Trump elected in November? It doesn't. So, you know, we are being played and tricked and manipulated uh, so many different ways. and, And we're, you know, what we're showing is we're fairly easy to, you know what I mean? We're fairly easy to manipulate, which which concerns me greatly. But I think Trump needs to rise above that, and really get that megaphone out and start screaming from the rooftops about some of the things that are going on. I mean, issue after issue. I think the Republicans are leaving a lot of issues on the table as well, a whole bunch. Yeah, absolutely. I want to switch gears. Um, I want to play a clip of Tucker making an announcement, and I want to get your reaction to it. Uh, Sesame Broccolini. They told you the guys torching Wendy's in 2020 were mostly peaceful. They said that masks worked. They told you the vax was safe. They tried to convince you that Russia blew up its own pipeline. The corporate media lied too much. And it killed them. We're driving to see Julian Assange. Believe me when I wait, tell wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. I should be boycotting Bud Light. Fantastic job. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> that was amazing. So Tucker is going to start his own streaming service, Tucker Carlson Network. Your thoughts? So, uh, so I, it, it would be a great thing. It should be a great thing. Uh, the problem is, so I'm not as positive about it as you might think, and, and maybe your listeners might be surprised by that too. Here's the problem. I don't like who Tucker's been hanging around with lately. He's starting to hang around with weirdos, uh, and he's off focus. He's, you know, maybe when he was on Fox, the threat of being fired or whatever kept him more focused on the issues that mattered to us. But the bottom line here is that Alex Jones is not going to get us people. He is not going to get Trump elected in November. He's not going to get conservatives elected. Uh, Andrew Tate, this whole crowd that has kind of formed 
which is supposedly a bunch of people that they say are on the right, but none of these people are on the right. You know, I, I, when I was, you remember when I was working in Georgia there for a month and we were protesting election fraud every single day, November, 2020, every, for a month, you know, Andrew, uh, uh, Alex Jones shows up for 30 minutes with his bullhorn and screams at everybody, then leaves. And that was his, supposed contribution. You know, and I, to me, I just think we're going down weird rabbit holes and I don't think Tucker should be going to those places either. It plays to a very tiny little group on Twitter uh, that loves this kind of stuff. And it misses tens of millions of people who are really very conservative MAGA voters. And Andrea, today I was just talking uh, on Twitter and anywhere else I could about the need to form a new group that is focused on conservative issues and not weirdo personalities, uh, focused on securing the border and deporting illegals, slashing the size of government, all of the social and fiscal issues that matter to us that nobody's talking about because there's some new podcast with Alex Jones on it. I did, this is not going to get us anywhere. And Tucker is hanging around with this crowd. And I think it's a mistake. So on the one hand, you know, was it fair that he was fired from Fox? No. And um, would it be great for him to have his own network? Yes. But who's got his ear and has him hanging around with fringe wacko characters? I don't get it. Well, I think it's, um, I think it's just for clicks. I think that well, he's wanting yeah, eyeballs. Maybe, maybe, but man, I think it's that not that's what it is. Any good. I, it's not going to help yeah, us. No, it's not going to help us. And I think that his role is and has always been media. And it's the business we call show. His focus is and has always been show business. That's yeah, how he, he makes his money. ratings on Fox without going down this route. He had millions of viewers every night. And he never did any of this stuff. So, you know, I, there's a key. That's you a can point. be very successful without turning yourself into Alex Jones. I really, you know. Yeah, he I'm doesn't sorry, need to. But. He doesn't. Right. And while I don't think that um, he should have been banned, and I certainly don't think Musk should have brought him back under the guise of a, a poll, either you're a free speech platform or you're not. Right. I don't follow Alex Jones. I don't watch him. I find him repugnant as a human being. I'm all for free speech, and I believe that he should be able to spew his stuff. Sure. I'm just not interested sure. in it. Yeah, I'm just yeah, not but- interested. As for his streaming service, though, I think that uh, content aside, I don't think this is the time for him to launch a new network. And I I just think that he needs to stick doing his videos on X. Your thoughts there before we get a wrap. You might be right about that. You've got to have a whole plate of programming, Andrea. And I don't think he has that. Yeah. So I just think that, yeah, I mean, I think that right now, given where we're at in the world and in this country... Uh, his focus should be, he says that he b- became a Trump supporter, which says a lot um, when Trump was raided in Mar-a-Lago. Well, he should be, if that's what flipped him, then he should be so concerned over the deep state. He should be so concerned over what's happening that his sole focus is in helping Trump get elected. And he may think that what he's doing with Alex Jones is that. Um, but it, it's not. He, you're right. Where his, where he's, his brilliance lies in being able to articulate the issues in order to reach 
voters. And that's really where he needs to stick. And he's Mm -hmm. certainly not going to be able to focus on that if he is launching a network, which takes a tremendous amount of time and effort. And so thank you for being here tonight, my friend. Appreciate Mm -hmm. you. And uh, till next Monday, my dear, have a good one. All right, you guys, we're going to take a break, but we got more Andrea K. Show coming up. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm already laughing. This is, I almost never go to Drudge Report because it's so Libby, libtardish, but occasionally I go there because I want to see, you got to know what your competition's up to, right? You know, and we, we are in competition for, uh, you know, the, the voting public in terms of, there's a marketplace of ideas, right? So I go to Drudge and I see this headline that says plastic surgeons say more men are requesting butt implants. So of course I had to click on it and it is not just clickbait. This is quite the interesting story. Sesame broccolini. You might be interested. It's from a, 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 this is a true research uh, outfit and there was a legit research that was done here and by an outfit called study finds. And it was based upon uh, a recent survey for the quest for the, quote, ideal backside. And apparently (laughs) Captain America was considered to have the best hiney in the U.S. I did not know this because I don't watch Captain America. Um, So this this Dr. Patel, who is a a member surgeon of ASPS from Duke University, um, did the survey. And he says that our results demonstrate that there is a preferred male gluteal aesthetic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would agree, doctor. (laughs) The findings suggest that a moderately enhanced, well-proportioned appearance is most desirable. Well, you know, did they need a study to tell us this? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Look, there's nobody wandering around who thinks that women want a flat hiney or who (laughs) thinks that women want one that's like a Chris Christie. Nobody's going into the plastic surgeon saying, make me look like Chris Christie's hiney. Okay, (laughs) that is nobody. (laughs) We did not need a study done. Okay. This is so stupid. Hopefully no taxpayer money. And by the way, Duke, I'm not surprised this comes from Duke because they have become so liberal. But the doctor goes on to say, but while previous studies have evaluated the features of attractive male, female, uh, attractive female buttocks, no one has recently studied the aesthetic of the ideal male. So they used Amazon's Mechanical Turk crowdsourcing platform form. So evidently, um, 2,000 men self-selected them. <laughs> 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 Only men would do this. Y'all know this is true. 2,000 men 
quote, self-selected individuals between the ages of 25 and 34 participate in the survey, survey rating the attractiveness of the altered Heine images. I'm trying to keep a G. In our survey, raters thought the raters thought the ideal male buttocks shouldn't be flat. What did I just say? Duh. Um, but also shouldn't stick out too far. <laughs> and the hiney shouldn't be too wide and should retain the characteristic dimple on the sides. <laughs> oh, my wow. gosh. Um, this is just so, so dumb. These preferences differ from the previous study of the ideal female, which found a, you know, this is so stupid. What this is, all this has done is this is to encourage dudes to get out there. Now, you know, they've got the women sucked in all over the place. They've got young girls now. We're mutilating children for transgenderism. We're mutilating adult women because they want to look like Kim Kardashian, which is insane to me. With their, you know, injections and, and hip, inje- you know, inserts, implants. And, and now, they're, now they're going after men. They're going after men. And, and pretty soon, we're going to start seeing men everywhere with their cheeks filled out and their lips and their faces looking all over injected that's where this is going sesame broccolini yeah which means more yachts and mega mansions for fauci and his friends in the uh cosmetics industry or whatever it is this this world of plastic surgery which is just so weird i I just don't understand any of it but i do I, i guess the funny thing for me is how do the researchers at Duke University not have something better to do <laughs> with their mm-hmm. time? Um, you know, you'd think. Yeah, we be, haven't cured we, cancer yet, have we? No, we haven't. Yeah, um, right. Among many other things, there, there's mm-hmm. so much they could be doing. Just what a fantastic waste of time and resources. But it, it, it just goes to show you colleges are not what they once were. You th- the mighty university has fallen. It's It's no longer mm-hmm. about truth. It's about... So much of it is just, I think, really liberalism infecting these schools and infecting the minds of the people that run them, um, whether it's Claudine Gay refusing to condemn anti-Semitism or this kind of research at Duke. It seems like yeah. so many of the people who run these top colleges and universities just don't really have anything of of real meaning to contribute to society. Um, at least maybe, maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm being too harsh, but the fact that actual people are commissioning this study and then other people signed up for it, I just can't believe... Uh, that people don't have anything better to do. Um, yeah, well, speaking of Harvard and Claudine Gay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she has been outed now, not for just being the anti-Semitic pig that she is, but for being the plagiarist. Mm-hmm. She's a plagiarist. She allegedly copied entire paragraphs from others' academic work and claimed them as her own. Oh, this is at times, according to this and this, it's it's all this is a, I'm coming from a free beacon article, but it's all over the Internet today. At times, she airlifted entire paragraphs and claimed them as her own. In four papers published between 1993 and 2017, including her doctoral dissertation. She paraphrased or quoted nearly 20 authors, including two of her colleagues in Harvard Harvard University's Department of Government, without proper attribution. Other examples of possible plagiarism, all from Gay's dissertation, were publicized Sunday by the Manhattan Institute's Christopher Rufo and Carl Stack's Chris Brunet. 
The free beacon worked with nearly a dozen scholars to analyze 29 potential cases of plagiarism. Most of them said that Gay had violated a core principle of academic integrity, as well as Harvard's own anti-plagiarism policies, which state that it's not enough to change a few words here or there. See, that's the kind of thing, you know, you try to get away with with the encyclopedias when you're in the fourth grade, right? (laughs) And that's when you're taught how to properly, you know, um, research with, you know, uh, footnotes and giving credit for, you know, and quoting and giving credits, right? Um, it, if, it, here's an example. Uh, in, in her 1997, oh, allergies, her, for example, she, in 1997 thesis, she borrowed a full paragraph from a paper by the scholars Bradley Palmquist, then a political science professor at Harvard, and Stephen Voss, one of Gay's classmates in her PhD program at Harvard. While making only a couple of alterations, including changing their decrease to increase because she was show she was studying a different set of data. And you can actually see uh, if you go to the article um, that it is literally almost word for word. And it is it's it's a significantly long paragraph. Uh, She and and the fact that this is. By the way, there's uh, they've got multiple examples here. How is she not already fired today? Just just on this alone, Sesame Broccolini. I have no idea. Truly, I don't. I know. I think it was the National Association of Scholars said that they need to fire her. Um, I just think the real one of the real kickers here is that and you can see online animations and stuff. It's word for word, side by side. Do the comparison side by side for yourself. Don't just take our word for it. You can find this online. There's so much coverage of it. Apparently, one of the uh, paragraphs from Gay's dissertation resulted in Harvard saying that she would be granted um, to their program, obviously, but they also gave her a prize for quote-unquote exceptional merit. So... Goes to show you they're not really doing a whole lot of fact-checking over there at Harvard University. But the only fact they needed was that she's a woman and she's black and she's a liberal. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Let's just be straight. This is this is a form of reparations. That's what's going on in this country. And wokeism is going to kill us. Whether we're talking about allowing a plagiarist, anti-Semite uh, to be president of institution, or whether we're talking about somebody not having to go to law school or take the bar exam to practice law, or the relaxing of uh, of qualifications to get somebody uh, admitted into medical school. People, uh, you know, we also, um, there was a relaxation recently on the require- requirements to be an air traffic controller. We're, this is literally, this is how you literally destroy a nation. This is how you literally kill people. And of course, the OG of killing people for political reasons was fraud Fauci. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to discuss. Who else can we mock? In this segment, we successfully mocked men who want Heine implants and the president <laughs> of Harvard for, for being a plagiarist. Both both stories about fraud. One, fraud in the physical, <laughs> in the physical attributes. In the <laughs> and the other, fraud in uh, the work, work product. So we are going to take a little break, but we'll be back.
K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Got to get serious now. Um, there's evidently somebody named Jane uh, Shane Dawson who's uh, got himself trending, getting lots of attention today, getting his 15 minutes. Unfortunately, it's for the wrong reason. Evidently, he and his boyfriend, husband, or whatever um, have purchased two twin babies through the rent-a-womb, uh, the scourge, the depraved rent-a-womb uh, movement that's happening but there's a little problem with this shane dawson guy isn't there sesame broccolini yeah you could say that there's a few pretty disturbing red flags that make me think how was it even allowed that this this person's able to to be a father i truly cannot believe it i mean there's there's a lot in the treasure trove i I don't know where to start other than maybe with the fact that he has admitted publicly to having searched up, um, gosh, what, sexually explicit images of children. And that was apparently a very um, satisfying experience for him. Um, he's also admitted to doing horrible things to apparently one of his cats. And yet somehow he's allowed to be a father and to, to I don't know if it's adoption. Technically, it's via surrogacy, which I think is already immoral mm-hmm. for lots of other reasons that are not necessarily related to him and his lifestyle, but I will say it's unbelievable to me that these are the sort of people that are raised in Hollywood circles. And these are the sorts of folks that are celebrated by, by people in Hollywood and by the entertainment business. This guy's got a major following online. Um, He's somebody that certainly would get a sort of Dylan Mulvaney, like sponsorship deal. He gets tons of attention and praise online and, there aren't a lot of people in his ranks or any other, you know, big YouTubers or colleagues of his that seem to be, you know, condemning it. So it's I just can't believe that people can be so creepy and perverted in public. And if you're aligned with aligned with the right people politically or socially or something, then it's totally OK, because, I mean, th- the same people that turn a blind eye to this are saying that it's dangerous for traditional Catholics to raise kids because they'll teach yeah. them about God and about being a good person. So it's incredibly disturbing to me to think that Catholic couples in this country have a hard time adopting children in need um, simply because they're good natured people who follow Mm -hmm. the steps of of the Lord. But people who openly talk about searching up child porn and then being pleasured by it are allowed to to raise children. This is so backwards to me. Who is the woman Mm -hmm. that handed her children over to this pig? Mm hmm. To this child predator. Because is anybody operating under the notion that he has never touched a child? Because it, even if, even it, it's statistics, it's numbers, Google it, search it. It goes from fantasy to action. That's what happens. Now, and, and, and let me remind you guys of what happened with the adoption ring going on in Atlanta with the two men who adopted uh, adopted sons that they then uh, sexually abused and handed them over to be sexually abused by other men. Yeah, that they, they want a requirement in the state of California, and I think, I think even in, in Washington, that you can't adopt 
or foster a child if you're not willing to go along with uh, with transgenderism and the LBGTQ agenda. Um, this is the, we are destroying this nation through destroy, destroying children. We are this is absolutely despicable. And any woman who handed her children over to him, it, she she's committing child abuse. It's despicable. I don't know who this person is. I've never heard of him before. I don't follow these people. Is he in Hollywood? Is he an actor? Who is this? He he started a YouTube channel in the very early days of the platform, mostly doing sketch comedy stuff. And for a while, it was very normal, usual, pretty mainstream stuff for the world of stand-up comedy and sketches. Um, funny stuff, too. Funnier than SNL in some cases. I mean, in the early, early days of YouTube, 2007, 2008, 2009, he was someone who garnered a following very, very quickly. And I'm not sure if these issues are new or part of, you know, modern indoctrination or or what's going on. Maybe there's some mental illness here, but this is all very surprising to someone, to anyone who knew, or at least who'd watched his early stuff, because he was not like this. This is so out of left field to me. I, I'm just, it's like stumbling upon a whole new world of stuff I never knew. But I guess people are complicated and have multiple sides to them. I'd never seen this side of him before, but it's it's become sort of his big identity in recent years. Admittedly, it's been a long time since I've seen his stuff regularly well, if, on YouTube. If but we were... Yeah. If we were half the country that we used to be, he would already be sh- he, he would be shunned well, if well, not completely well, completely uh, have already been arrested because he's been, was, Yeah, was obviously he in we, child pornography was he in possession of it? I don't I has any has, has his computers been has he been investigated? Oh God. for for pedophilia? Has he been investigated for child pornography after making these public claims? Of course, of course Should not. have been. Should have been. Should have right. been. It's another case of you get a pass if you hang out with the right people. It's it's the same. It's the Epstein effect. You know, you, you get a pass if we agree with your mindset or your lifestyle. If the state supports you, you get to keep your kids. If the state doesn't, then they want your kids. That's what we saw during COVID, right? If you don't get vaccinated and accept our mm-hmm. propaganda, then we will take your kids away from you. If you don't go along with the, you know, secret covert gender transition that happens behind your back, then we will take your kids away from you. The only situation in which you get to keep your kids is if you mirror all of the the goals and and ideas of the leftist world. You have to completely submit to the the rainbow mafia, the green cult. It's it's all very very cult like, and that's kind of the sense I get from watching the the videos of him online with his husband. It's very much a a cult of personality. We're all sort of the same here, and we just want to. It started off with you know with. 20 years ago, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're gay or bi and we just want to be normal and we just want to have a white picket fence and a nice job and a nice house and raise kids. But it's, it's clearly we've opened the door to all sorts of people who are child predators. That's what this mm-hmm. is. This is someone who's preying on children or at least likes the idea of preying on children, which for me is evil enough. So I don't know what you do, but the fact that our country embraces somebody like him, the fact that American pop culture and the American media seems to embrace somebody like that should tell you everything about the spiritual bankruptness and depravity of the modern entertainment industry, which really just reduces people down to objects to be shown around. It's like this whole designer baby industry where babies are not valuable, precious human lives. They're just accessories of 
deranged adults who are looking for attention and fame and fortune. And because that's what he does in these videos, he parades his baby around. And I, I feel so horrible for the, for the children that will have to grow up in that house mm-hmm. um, and be subjected to honestly, who knows what, maybe it's inappropriate touching. Maybe that's just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know. Like you said, we don't have data. There's no investigation. The feds aren't going to be knocking on his door. No pre-dawn FBI raid from, from federal agents for this guy. Um, Just despicable. Right. Absolutely despicable. Well, here's some good news, though. Evidently, Dylan Mulvaney went to Penn State Mm -hmm. uh, for an appearance. And from the look of the uh, auditorium, (laughs) nobody came. (laughs) You sure nobody wanted to turn out for that? Yeah. So, you know, I think his 15 minutes are up. So, I mean, there were some people there, but not not much. Uh, like, yeah. Um, this as reported by Yaf. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K Show. Stay tuned. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Um, I was one of the unwitting suckers who didn't realize that the Obamas were executive producers of this movie <laughs> called Leave the World Behind. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most boring things i started watching it i think it was friday night or saturday night i don't remember and i fell asleep and then i was like okay well maybe it'll get more interesting if i watch the rest of it tomorrow like when i'm awake maybe i'm just tired it never got any better and olivia uh, olivia uh, um by the way, Julia Roberts's charm is completely gone. Okay. They need to stop hiring her as though she's still uh leading actress material. Okay. Number one. Uh number two, let me just let me just you know, nothing happens. It just does not seem interesting. And somewhere along it the wasn't. way, content the graphics creators were terrible. The CG was terrible. Yeah, bad production. You'd think these really people would, would want to create it at the very least an entertaining film. But they yeah. have completely flopped. It's been a, rarely do you see something these days coming out of any mainstream entertainment world like that that's actually very interesting um, or original. So I don't know, but I will say it's apparently it's about some cyber attack on the U.S. and it shuts down all the power, and that that's a big part of it. I don't know if that's predictive programming because they're planning to depower us at some point along the way. But mm-hmm. that's what it feels like to me, sort of priming the people for what's to come foreshadowing if you well and it was a little uh, to me it was also a little mocking of preppers i think a little bit of course they made kevin bait yeah because well you didn't stay in it long enough uh you know (laughs) you know there was you know um a a prepper you know character in there who's of course supposed to be maga Mm -hmm. he's got his flag on the front porch so yeah it was you know and of course you know, the the black characters in the, you know, $100,000 Mercedes and the white family is driving up in the Jeep. I mean, so there was all <laughs> different ways in which, you know, it was a put down of, of, of white people. But, you know, um, that would have been fine if it had been entertaining. 
Tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. We'll be back. There's actually some breaking news tonight that has to do with the Supreme Court and special counsel Jack Smith, but I didn't have time to research it. And so I may reach out to Tom DeBacaro and get his legal analysis on it because I'll just tell you this. Jack Smith is trying to pierce and trying to get this to the Supreme Court to rule that Trump does not have presidential immunity so that he can expedite the case against Trump and get that case to trial. And it's blatant, blatant electioneering. And the headline that I read tonight makes me think that the Supreme Court is going to give him what he wants. So we're going to get into that more fully tomorrow because that's a case that could have major, major implications for us in 2024. So we're going to be watching that. We're going to be watching to see if any of these college presidents get get fired or resign. So much to be watching for tonight. Don't forget to email me, andreakeshow.com. I want to hear from you, hear your perspective. I am going to save some time in tomorrow night's show to read those out. Um, Don't forget the podcast. Download it wherever you get your pod. Follow me on all the socials. And we'll be back here tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out and keep your head on the swivel.